And hello, hello, I'm Len Tillum. I'm a lawyer coming to you through the internet. We're podcasting it now. No commercials. It's free. You just download it. No commercials, no breaks for nonsense. Nobody's going to sell you anything to enhance your sexuality. You know that crazy commercial where my kid slammed the door on me. Every time I heard that, I wanted to puke. There was some damn stupid commercials out there. These radio stations, you know what they're doing? They're going broke. They fill their time with all this crap they can get. It's like a seat on an airplane. If the plane takes off and the seat is empty, they're not making nothing. I'm back on the internet. You get it at lentillum.com. We're playing. I don't have calls. I don't have phones. They're coming. I promise they're coming. That's what they tell me. What I'm saying is, you got the show on the internet. There's no commercials. I love doing it. I'm putting it out there. Please tell a friend. Rate me on iTunes. I could use five stars. Um, download it. Let people know. Here we are. And when the phone lines come in, we'll be live. Right now, we're using best of calls for my days at KGO, KKSF. New fresh calls to you and to me. I'm hearing. I did the calls and I can't even remember them. I like listening to them. So, all right, let's start this show. John in Petaluma. How come you're calling a lawyer, John? Well, thank you for taking this call. And I, we need to know how to proceed against an insurance company who's offered us uh, only a small amount of our claim. Tell us what happened. Well, uh, insurance was was driving a milk truck, which turned left in front of my wife, and and the uh, left rear duels of the milk tanker crawled up on our car and flattened it, almost came through the windshield and flattened my wife. Wait, wait, i got to say this again. You're talking about one of those big, giant milk tanker trucks, right? That's right. Like it's a gasoline tanker. Yeah, they're, built, they're pulled by like a semi or whatever you call those big engines. That's engine, right. Big. That's so right. The rear wheels, and that's, you know, one, two... That's what, eight, four wheels at least, right? The rear four yeah. wheels on the right side of the truck was making a turn and went over right. on the left side of the truck? Right. He was making a left turn right in front of my wife, and he crawled right up on the hood of our car. And had he been a foot over more, he would have squat. Were you in the car too or just your wife? Just my wife. So had he been a foot or two closer to her, he would have squashed her like a bug. How about three or four inches? Three or four inches, she could have kissed her legs goodbye, right? She could have kissed her life goodbye, Len. He stopped just short of the windshield. She was right, in, right behind that. How old is your and wife? Luckily, How old is my she? My wife, is a, she's, a, she's old enough to collect Social Security. So, let's put it that way. so if she, she had, there, if she had gray it? hair instead of coloring it like all the women do, it would have turned it even grayer, right? I mean, it yeah. scared the hell out of her. Yeah. scared the hell out of her, and still, to this day, any time a tanker truck is turning in front of us or a semi, she goes uh, kind of nutso. Okay. Was she hurt? I understand. Emotionally upset, I got it. Was she hurt right. at all? No, she was not hurt. Okay. So the car is totaled. Did the, That's right. The tanker truck, the milk truck's company, insurance company, or did your insurance company pay to fix your car? Our insurance company paid to paid us off since our car was unfixable. Totaled. And uh, and they also uh, reimbursed us our $500 deductible, which we assume came from uh, the milk tanker. Right. Your insurance company will turn around and collect that collision from the milk tanker company. Yeah. Okay. So you're calling me because now they said, look, she's not dead. Take $800 and shut up. Right? Is that what they're saying to you, essentially? That's right. We filed a claim against them for the costs we've incurred to find a new car. Right. 
here, here's the question. The question is whether or not you're entitled to compensation for being nearly killed. That's the question. Um, and, and she can be. It, it, it's called the negligent infliction of emotional distress. This is we're talking about emotional distress. You know, she was nearly crushed. It happened right in front of her. She was inches away from death. That's an emotional injury. Here's the problem. To get damages for negligent infliction of emotional distress, they like to see physical symptoms like insomnia, night sweats, anxiety attacks, things like that. Has she had anything like that? Uh, she could have had quite a few of those things. Has she been to the doctor? Did the doctor like give her clonopin or um, some kind of drug, you know, like a Valium type of drug, lorazepam, some kind of drug that mellows you out a little? Has she received any of that since May when the accident happened? No. Well, the problem is it's difficult to prove emotional distress. I'm not saying she's not having it, but to prove it without a doctor, without a, you know, without a, you know, a, a therapist. If she can't sleep, how has it changed her life besides the fact when she stopped at a, somewhere in the, on the road and she sees a tanker, it upsets her? Is she sleeping not as well? Is she a lot more nervous? Any she's, sim- much more nervous when, she's much more nervous when we drive anywhere. Her mother just uh, passed, and we've made numerous trips to L.A. to take care of things. She's the executor, and uh, driving on I-5 with all those trucks really freaks her out. So, but in, adi- in addition to all that, my I'd like to know why if they don't owe us at least the cost we incurred in, in uh, finding a new car. No, you mean because the cost you incurred because you loved your car and it was older, you didn't get as much for it as no, you needed sir. to buy a new one. Is that what you mean? No, we had to go buy a new car. We weren't prepared to do that, so we weren't ready. We had to go around the Bay Area looking at cars. Yeah, no, no, you're not entitled uh, to that. You're not, you're not, you can't claw for that. What you can do is they're not going to give you more than $800. You can sue them in small claims court and ask for like $5,000. And if you get a sympathetic judge, and if your wife should happen to go to the doctor and talk about how she's, got up, she's upset and he gives her a, a prescription for some kind of drug, you could, if she wants to do that, I'm not saying fake it or make it up, but if she gets some medical treatment and she brings the doctor's records with her, she'll get a hell of a lot more than $800 in small claims court. You're not going to find a lawyer to take this case. It's just not worth millions. You know what I mean? Right. So, so we were hoping that, you know, you just can't roll over somebody's property, almost kill them, and then not have any financial responsibility for uh, replacing what you've damaged. Well, they replace so I, the way the law works. They've replaced the damage. Your costs in getting a car are not recoverable. Looking around, I'm just that's the way it goes. But okay. she's entitled to the uh, negligent infliction of emotional distress claim, and she can sue in small claims court. You might get five thousand dollars from the judge. It's pretty horrific, you know. So if you get a, yes, a if you want to do it and take the time, sue in small claims court. All right. One more question. One sure. more question. Of course. We uh, we did quite a bit of work on this car. Within two weeks of the accident, major tune-up, new battery, stuff like that. When you took the money for the collision, that $7,000 from your insurance company, you gave up all right to sue for any more property damage. You gave that right to your insurance company who will collect it back from the tanker company. That's done. It's over. Had you fought with them, you could have gotten more money. You know, it's done. Forget about the work you did on the car. So I'm in small claims court. You're upset by this. If I were the judge, I'd give you a hell of a lot more than 800 bucks for that. Show them you're right. And if you're suing small claims court, they'll probably offer you two grand. 
Okay. All right? That's just the way the system goes. Those insurance companies are not very fair. They like to take the premiums, right? Give me the premiums. When it comes to collecting, you know, you're insured, you hurt somebody, your insurance company wants to tell them, go drop dead. We're not giving you $800. You're not hurt. Get lost. You don't like it? Go sue us. And they know lawyers won't take a case like this because there's not a lot of damages. There's not a big recovery. But that's the reason. Sue those suckers in small claims court. Be smart. Vivian in San Francisco. Len Tillum. News Talk 910. Vivian, how come you're calling a lawyer? Hi, Len. Thank you for having me. I was accused of shoplifting at Macy's, even though I am not guilty. Tell us what happened. I... I picked out an earring that I liked, and then me and my sister, we were there together. We were looking around at the store, looking at bags, looking at clothes, and then we were near the exit, and then I saw a store outside, a clear store that I wanted to go into. I totally forgot I was still holding the earring, and then I just... One earring or two earrings? It was one earring. Didn't don't earrings come? One, I'm sorry, one pair one of pair. how much? If yeah. you're going to buy the pair of earrings, would they have cost? It was four dollars. So you walked out with those four dollar pair of earrings in your hand, yes. and you forgot you had them there. And what the security caught you, right? Yes. Okay. The security caught me and dragged me back in. I was some big fat guy like a gorilla, right? Oh no, <laughs> it was a woman. A woman. And how old are you, Vivian? I'm 23. Okay. So what happened when they caught you? Okay, so she just dragged me deep into the store, and as she was dragging me, I kept apologizing. I I said, hey, it was an accident. It was a human error. It happens sometimes. Can you please be understanding? I can pay for it right now. And they were like, no. They just like kept dragging me in deeper into the store. Okay. And please, and, what happened when they, what, they took you to a little a room? Yeah, they took me to a little room. And in the and room, they, they took off all your clothes and beat you with rubber hoses, right? No. Oh, no. I'm only kidding. What'd they do in the little room? They searched my bag, asked me questions, and, like, they're trying to find me $425 and did, a two-year ban from Macy's. Okay. Did they ask you to sign any papers? Yes, they did. I, I refused to sign any of Good for you. Good. Don't sign nothing. I am innocent. I know. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, okay. Uh, here's what's going on. Um that's for a jury or a judge to decide. You know, Macy's, I'm not saying you're not innocent, but let me explain how it works out there. Macy says they saw you walking out of the store with a pair of earrings in your hand you didn't pay for, even though they're only four bucks. And mm-hmm. you would say, oh, I didn't realize I was taking them. And I guarantee you, and I know what you're telling me is true, but everybody who gets caught shoplifting says I didn't realize I had it. You know what I mean? So they've, you yeah. understand that. They've heard this before, right? So anyway... You're smart. You didn't sign anything. Did they call the cops? No, they did not. Oh, you beat it. Here's what's going on. They sent you a letter saying, now we want $425, right? Yes. Okay. That letter comes from a lawyer, I bet, in New York or Florida. Look at it, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And well, you, I actually don't have the letter right now. It, it, they actually gave me some papers okay. yesterday. Okay. Here's what's I going on. A lot of stores do this. If they catch somebody shoplifting... They demand money. There's a law that says if they catch you shoplifting, um, they can charge you. They have to sue you to get up to like $500 plus the cost of the merchandise. So they send you a letter because you're young and you get scared and it's horrible and you feel guilty. You got caught even though you didn't do it. Say, we're going to sue you and make trouble for you unless you give us, what, $425. 
Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They said so, it would ruin credit. And they're not going to ruin your credit. It's all nonsense. They can't ruin your credit. They First of all, they don't have a judgment against you. They can't ruin your credit. They're threatening you with nonsense. These letters usually come. Next step, they'll send you a letter from a lawyer saying you better pay up. Um, if you get one of these letters, I urge you, ignore it. I've been doing radio since 1990. What's that, 22 years? In that time... Not a single caller. I've had hundreds of calls like this. It happens all the time. Not a single caller say, called to say they got sued by Macy's, Nordstrom's, CVS, any of those places for shoplifting. Nobody. The odds of them suing you are very little. They're not going to sue you for three, $400 for $400 pair of earrings. It's too much work for them. Okay? You got okay. that? So don't give them any money and don't. Don't um, send them any money and don't worry about it, okay? They're not going to ruin your credit. They, you don't owe them anything. If they have a judgment, if they, you don't owe them anything. The only time they could put a credit ding against you is if you like a credit card and you don't pay, you owe them money or you don't pay your rent. You don't owe them anything. They have to go to court and sue you and get a judgment in court for you to owe them anything. You understand? And they haven't done that. So you owe them nothing. You got that? Yes, I got it. So they can't ding your so, credit. That's BS. And if you read okay. the letter, it says, if we sue you and you don't pay, we'll ruin your credit. You just, But don't read it. Now, they okay. can refuse to serve you. You can't make Macy's or any place do business with you if they don't want to do business with you. They can't discriminate, you, discriminate against you on the basis of your race or your gender or religion. You know, but if they don't like you, you know, they don't have to do business with you, even though you weren't trying to steal anything. So mm -hmm. really, if you got, if you still want to go to Macy's and you got caught in Macy's in Corte Madero or San Francisco, pay with cash. Go to another Macy's if you want. Or go somewhere else. It's not the end of the world. You can't go to Macy's. Your life won't die. They say if I go into another Macy's again, I will be arrested for trespassing. That's nonsense. How are they going to know you there? Just, you know, wait, wait. I got to ask you a question, Vivian. Yes. Macy's is the only department store in the world? I mean, if you don't go to Macy's in the next four or five years, is your life over? Is it so terrible? No. You can't buy those schmatas and that crap somewhere else? Yeah, I did go to others. How many other stores sell bras and panties or whatever it is you want from, right? How many? Is that the only place? Shoes? You ever hear of a thing called the internet? Yes, they, I have. End of story. So, uh, you know, and... and Macy's is trying to get $400, $500 from you. They're scaring you. You should say, screw you, Macy's. I'm not going to your store. You're not getting my money. How do you like that? I like that. Yeah, screw Macy's. You're not getting my money. Kiss my ass, right? <laughs> you yeah, gotta I got to get tough, Vivian. Come on. Stop being such a wuss, you know? <laughs> I got it. Thank you, Len. You're welcome. Thank you. All right? No Macy's, no money. So here's a question for you, all my paranoid listeners, or all my suspicious people out there listening. Did she know she was stealing the earrings or not? What do you think? Who knows? Anne in Arinda, Len Tillum. How come you're calling a lawyer, Anne? Um, I'm calling because about seven weeks ago, my 87-year-old my mother slipped and fell in a casino's wet floor. What kind of a casino? Uh an Indian yeah, casino? An Indian yeah. casino. And it, yes. Where, and she uh, plays bingo. And where was the casino? Um, it's... You can name it. And a half, it's about two and a half hours from here. Which, what's the name of it? 
Is it River Rock? I heard them. Okay. Uh, it's in Colusa. Colusa. Okay, an Indian casino, and she was playing bingo, and she slipped and fell. What did she slip and fall on? Coffee, and it was cement, I guess. Oh, so the coffee made the cement um, slippery, yeah, and she's 77. How badly was she hurt? Uh, thank God she didn't break anything. However, she has um, um, muscle pain in the back, her neck, her hips, her legs. And we took her to her own doctors, and they determined she did not get a concussion. She had a big bump. Uh, but she did not get a concussion in the back of her head because she fell backwards. And also uh, they said we, you cannot go to have physical therapy until the pain subsides. And now the pain has subsided, and she's still in painful, uh, but uh, she needs physical therapy as well as massages. Okay, and she and has Medicare, feel, right? She has Medicare, yes? Well, she has her own doctors. Yes, the well, med- not Medicare. Who, well, who, what does she have? She has Kaiser. Yeah, yeah, Kaiser's also covered through Medicare. A lot of her Kaiser oh. payments are paid. Anyway, I think that's senior advantage or something. But she has insurance through Kaiser and the government. Insurance. Yeah, yeah, Kaiser will give her good physical therapy. I don't know if they're going to give her massage. She might have to pay for that herself. No, she, they won't. They won't. Well, massage, yeah. if she can afford it, is a good thing. She should get well, some massage. Yeah, well, you know, but why should she spend her own money? This because I'll tell you why she should spend her own money, because the casino's not going to give her anything. That's why. Let me explain. Oh, tell me. Well, let me ask you. How much? How this happened? What about two months ago? Right. It's about seven weeks. Seven weeks. Have you called the casino? At first, we, my sister, has spoken with them, and now I've called them, but they haven't responded to me. My, my mother's glasses also were lost in the. Com- I understand. The- so they've ignored you, and how much money have they given you so far? Zero. Zero. So, the reason when you say to me, "Why should we spend our own money?" If your mother is in pain, even if the accident was caused by the casino, they're not going to pay for a long time, if ever. And if she can afford it, that's what, you know, she's 77. She saved her money for a rainy day. You know what I mean? If she's got 77, she's got hip and back pain and Medicare or Kaiser won't pay for a massage and it'll help her. Open the umbrella. That's what she saved for. Do you understand? That's why she should spend her own money. Okay. It, wouldn't okay. it be better to spend some money on a good massage therapist or a chiropractor who can do some good and be out of pain than be in pain at 77, laying in bed and having money in the bank? Which is better, right? Well, look, I'm willing to do that. Is, wait, I know you're willing. Is she willing? Is she willing? Yes. Well, you know, she's... Uh, she's she's tight. tight. She went through the depression. She knows the value of a dollar, Right. She's tight. Yeah, I understand. Your mother, when she was six years old, would walk three miles in the rain rather than spend a nickel on a bus, right? Well, yes, and that's why she lives in Orinda, and I don't. Yes, she's got more money than you, right? Yes. I understand. All right, look, the problem with these slip and fall cases is they're very tough. Um, You have to, it's not automatically the casino's fault that, I'm not saying it's your mother's fault, but just I'm talking like a lawyer. Don't get mad at me. Mm-hmm. The law says it. the casino is not automatically liable at fault. It's not their fault automatically because your mother fell to the ground. In order for them to be liable, to have to give you money for her damages, you have to prove they didn't act with the skill and care of a good casino, which means 
if they didn't, if the coffee was there for a long time and they didn't clean it up, it's their fault. But if they've been mopping the floor and cleaning it and the woman playing, you know, the, the nickel slot machine in front of your mother spilled the coffee 30 seconds before your mother slipped and the casino couldn't know that the coffee was on the ground, it's not their fault. You got it? When was mm-hmm. the coffee spilled? Was the staff aware of the coffee spill? Did they put up a warning sign? And your mother no, has what's... No. Right. And your mother has what's called soft tissue injuries. It's very difficult to get money for soft tissue injuries because there's no broken bone on an x-ray. Pain is subjective. And on one more thing, this happened at an Indian casino. American, Native American tribes on their casinos usually have what's called sovereign immunity. Um, some t- sovereign immunity means their own little nation there. They don't have to follow the rules of California. You may have to get approval of the tribe operating the casino before you can sue them. There is sometimes the state of California requires some of these casinos to waive this sovereign immunity. They're like they're like they're France, a separate country. You have to waive the sovereign immunity in the gaming compact that they sign with the state of California to have gaming. So it's very difficult to sue casinos. You need their permission. And I don't think you're going to get any money from them, Anne. I don't mean to be nasty, but it's going to be, you're not going to find a lawyer to take this case. And, and you got to even... Well, you know, my mom wasn't even thinking of suing them. She just wants her glasses wait, to be paid for. I understand, but... And yes, I understand. She just wants her bills covered, right? Right. So right. let me explain something. Do you speak English, Anne? You speak... Yes. So I know you do. So here's the point. I'm sorry, I shouldn't say, do you speak uh, body language or telephone calls? Here's the point. You call them, they've given you zero, they've ignored you for eight weeks, they don't return your phone calls. So what? What? In, what is that telling you? What does that say? Well, plenty. It says what? You t- don't say plenty. What Does it say, oh, we want to give your mother money, or we don't care if your mother's curled up like a pretzel, we're not going to give her anything anyway, Right. 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 The reason I was calling you is because they are ignoring my call. Right. So I know I'll take the case for free and I'll call them up and they'll call me right back. They won't. You understand these casinos, you know, these dumpy casinos that smell like cigarette smoke. People like. Anyway, here's the point. You'd have to sue them in the county where you fell. You'd have to get their permission. Tell your mother to go get some physical therapy, spend her own money, and she's not going to get anything from the casino. If a place hurts you, if somebody hurts you and it's their fault and they, don't, they ignore you, even though it's not fair, you have to sue them to get money. You understand? I understand. And you don't have the time or the ability, this is a small case, to sue them and get their permission. They know that. That's why they're not giving you any money. So I think your mother should forget about suing them and... Forget about calling them because it's useless and go spend some of her own money on new glasses and a uh, massage. Okay? All right. Thank you. I got to tell you one more thing. I am so glad you have to tell this to your mother rather than than me. That's for sure because I know your mother. Thank you, Anne. Lamont in San Jose. Len Tillam. News Talk 910. Lamont, why you calling a lawyer? Uh, Lynn, I'm following up on a phone call I made about three months ago. You, if you think I remember, I don't remember what I did yesterday. Tell us the story gonna, from the beginning. I'm going ref- to refresh your memory. Thank you. Uh, back in June, my mother was diagnosed with a, uh, 
a terminal uh, terminal cancer. She started giving away her CD assets. However, she had a trust in effect, which contained her other bank accounts and also a brokerage account. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm one of the trustees along with a family member. All right. And as I'm going through the records and based on conversations with my mother, she said, one of the CDs that was held in an account for which this family member was power of attorney has now gone missing. And when she asked this family member, the family member... Wait, wait, said, oh, none of this hide the, hide the names. Who's the family member? Uh, my sister. Okay. What did your sister do? Well, um, she put it into her account and said that she would be distributing that balance to my brother and me. We have yet to see the money. All right. And your mother has since passed away? Yes, she has. And you're the sole trustee of her trust? No. I'm trustee with my sister. The one who did, you know, the, the nasty deed, right? Yeah. Okay. Among a few other shenanigans. So what you're saying, basically, is that back in April, your sister took $12,000, lied to your mother about dividing it up amongst the three of you, right? Yeah. Um, and you want it back. I don't blame you. Something like that, right? I want it back into the uh, the truck okay. so it can be distributed as my mother wished. All right. So you're going to be fighting over 4000 to you, 4000 to your brother, and 4000 to your sister, right? 4000 to each of you. That's, Twelve, uh, right? That's one okay. point. Okay. Yep. Here's the problem. If you walk into a lawyer's office to talk about suing your sister, you're already paying, you know, $1,000 by the time he gets done. You know? Understood. So, so and, and the total estate is worth about $600,000. So what I would do... You say to your sister, look, here's the estate. I, mean, I do trusts in estates. This is what I would advise. I would advise don't spend a lot of money on lawyers fighting over this. You give your sister, you don't ask her for money back. Just say, look, mm-hmm. sister, you got $12,000. The trust says there's about 600000 there. It's supposed to be divided equally three ways, right? Yep. Okay. So you let your sister have that $12,000. You take 12000 off the top, and your brother gets 12000 off the top. So you've each gotten $12,000. And then the rest, you divide equally three ways. What, is she going to say no to that? She probably will. She'll say, uh, it was owed to me. Mom gave it to me. Um, If she's willing to lie over cheating her brothers out of $8,000, let me give you a tip. Let her get away with it. Let her get away. You be the co-trustee with her. You know, I I mean, is she that much of a lowlife? I I mean, what is she, a junkie on heroin? She's doing tricks at night? How would... You know, a normal person. No. So what? what is it that she would cheat her brothers for $8,000? Uh, uh, no, it's, it's a little more than that, but we won't get into that with this call. Okay. Um, so how, now, much, how much do you think she's cheated you out of? Um, well, I mean, do I need to say it on the radio? Yeah, you could. Uh, I mean, uh, over $100,000? Over a million dollars? She's moved a few assets out of the trust. Can you prove it? I them in her name. Can you uh, prove it? I can. How much does it come to? Oh, I don't know, maybe another 13. So you're talking about she stole altogether about $25,000, eight from you and eight from your brother, something like that. Yeah. yeah. We so give her a chance to be honest. And if she and she said, no, uh, it's mine. And uh, is that what she said? Yep. Well, if it was me, I would let her get away with it. If she does it again, walk away. It's not worth it. You know how aggravating lawyers are and litigation, and you'll spend a lot of money in the trust on lawyers. And, and 
you don't need to do it. Really. Agreed, but I'll bring it up. Bring it up. Yeah. You know, let her know. By the way, okay, so she took, she cheated you out of $25,000. Shame on her. You are now co-trustee with her. If she uh-huh. cheats you out of any more money, co-trustee, shame uh-huh. on you. You understand? Right. Agreed. Shame on you. So, And I would hire a lawyer for this to do an accounting and help you do it and stuff like that, you know, just to make sure if there's any trickiness there. But don't Here's let it be... Reason. Don't let it be that she should be the only one who signs. Got it? Right. Here, here, here's the other wrinkle. Okay. The, uh, the lawyer who drew up the uh, mother's trust. Yeah. Not to her lawyer. Okay. You are allowed, as trustee of the trust, to hire your own lawyer. You understand? Right. Yes. So right. that may be money well spent. The trust will pay for you to get your own lawyer, and that'll keep her a little more honest. Right. Now, one follow-on question here. The house where my mother lived in, my sister owned so she's locked up the house. Wait, wait a second. Wait, 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 wait. Your sister owns the house your mother lived in. Lived in, correct. Was your mother paying rent to your sister? Uh, there was some arrangement. I mean, I, I've given up on that one. Wait, wait a but, second. Where did your mother? I got to ask you another question. Let, let me just now that you opened up this can of worms. Sure. Where did your mother live? What town? Um, just outside of Sacramento. A- and you live in San Jose. And where does your sister live? Uh, ten doors down from my mother. Okay. And where does your other brother live? Midwest. So it was really your sister who was taking care of mom all along. Um, one could say that. Yeah, one, I am saying that, and I've heard lots of stories, usually sons. i got to tell you, Lamont, you don't sound so Boy Scouty to me anymore. It's daughters take care of moms, and it's sons who never did very much with mom and dad who are always saying, give me mine. You know, take a look at that. Not, not true on this. That's true. I'm, okay. I'm willing to give her that house. That okay. No the house is in her name. Don't yeah, fight. No with that. Don't fight over the crap in it. Let it go. Just remember, she probably did a lot more for your mother than you did. And be glad she didn't get your mother to a lawyer and get it all, because she could have probably done that, too. Let it go. End of story. Really. You know what? They teach you, teach you this in law school. There's always two sides or four sides to a story. Look at that. One call. You got two sides. Expand your horizons, my friend. Keith in Oakland. How come you're calling a lawyer, Keith? Keith? Because I hired a contractor to refurbish our deck after the fire that happened that I called you about a few weeks ago. I kind of remember that. You have a house in Oakland and what, the house next door burnt down or something? Tell us. Take us back to the beginning, Keith. What's going on? So the house next door to me burned down and partially damaged our house. Okay. It wasn't serious, but there was some damage. So we decided to, we painted the house, we we're doing, redoing the deck and a bunch of us. So we hired a contractor to refurbish the deck. Our entire deck is about a thousand square feet of deck around the house. Mm-hmm. So we signed a contract with him. We agreed upon the price. He, we didn't initially agree upon the date because when we did it, the house was being painted. And he wanted the painting to be done before he started the deck. Yeah, that makes sense. So anyway, you know, they don't want to get painted. They want to do the deck and these right, painters. So, so that was fine. So when the painting was done, we contacted them, and then we set the date of September 12th. So the guys showed up, and what happened? So people showed up. It wasn't the same person we negotiated with, but a crew of people showed up. All right. I, you know, and I said, okay, and they come to the door, and then he started saying, well, 
this isn't right, and he didn't say this, and he didn't say that, and, you know, just, and I was, you know, I essentially told him, look, I guess you need to talk to, you know, the company person. So, anyway, the guys who show up, let me let me just move this along. The guys who show up, they weren't too happy about the job, and what happened? So, they left, you know, they complained. I didn't know what to say to them. They left, so... Couple weeks go by. We get a letter this weekend from the person that I actually negotiated the contract with and who signed the contract and all that stuff, saying, "Oh well, you know, the season is short, and so we won't be able to do your house." What about the three hundred dollar deposit? Right. He put that. He gave us the money back. All right. So legally, here's what you could do legally. So this guy signs a contract. He shows up and he realizes it's going to cost me more than three grand to do this job. You know, something like that. Right. Yeah. Right. That's what Wait. Happened. Yeah, of course that's what's happened. And he doesn't want to be losing money. And so he sends it back to you, the check, and he says it's over. Now, you have a contract. It's fixed fee. They promise to repay your deck. You could. Here's the theory. This is what you could do. You could hire another contractor to fix the deck. And if you have to pay more than three grand, which I'm sure you will, you could sue for the difference in small claims court on breach of contract. But I'm going to give you another take on this. Okay? Don't push contractors too hard when they make a lousy estimate. Because if you push this guy to do it, he's going to start and stop. He's going to grumble. He's never going to be happy with it. You know what I mean? He's losing money on it. He made a bad mistake. I don't think you should hold somebody to that deal. You know, he made him. You could. Here's, here's my, no, no, no. Here's my issue. I agree with you 100%. I'm not a troublemaker. Yeah. I agree with you 100%. The issue is it is going to cost us more unless I do what he said, which is to wait till next year, which I don't He's not going to wait till next year. He's giving you no, BS. No. You don't want to wait till next year. How much is it going to cost I you to... To get it done righteously, how much? Four grand, five grand? It'll probably cost me about $1,200 more than what I, for him. When this guy gave you a bid of $3,000, did you know he was underbidding it and you were getting a soup? Absolutely not, because we, no, absolutely not, because he wasn't the lowest bidder. You see what I'm saying? He, we didn't pick the. So what did they discover new that's going to cost another twelve hundred bucks to fix? I, see, that's the point. I, how would I know? Then get another contractor. Know. If if you want to sue this guy, you'd have to sue him in small claims court for the difference in price. I already have another contractor. That's why I'm calling. I just wanted to be, you know, going. The new contractor. How much does he want for the job? I'm not done negotiating with him yet, but I'm hoping to hold him to what I just told you, which is $1,200 more. $4,200. Right. You yeah, know, okay. More than what this other guy Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so I got it. So you're doing the right thing. You're going to get it done. If you wait till next spring and this guy is losing money, you know, um, you can't force the contractor to take the job. The courts won't do that. You can only get damages. The first contractor, you can't force him to do the job. You can just get damages. I don't want to do that. I want to get... I, I don't... I would, well, what is it you want from me? Keith, what do you want? Tell me what you want. You're not clear. What I want, what, what I want is that... And you, I think you mostly told me, although I'm not 100% clear, is that when I hire the new person... And I think you said, yes, you can then go after him. The old guy. Yeah, you can, yeah. For the, you can yeah. sue the first contractor for breach of contract for the difference. 
You'll sue him in small claims court. This is not a rich guy. You'll never collect the money. It'll make you crazy. Sometimes you don't. This is a company. This is a big company. All right. All right. So then if you want to sue the big company, if they got a lot of money, don't go back to them. You've got a contract. It's called breach of contract. You can sue the big company in small claims court. Get it fixed, whatever it costs to fix or get the deck fixed. Whatever the new price is, you can sue them for the difference. That's it for today. Zips along when there's no commercials. What a pleasure, right? You get the calls. Enjoy it. Will you tell a friend about it? Please spread the word. There's no commercials, so you got to pay something. Nothing for nothing, you sucker out there, right? You get in this show. Please help somebody figure out how to download it so they can get the podcast. Set them up on iTunes. Subscribe to iTunes. It will be automatically downloaded to your electronic device, your iPhone, your computer, whatever the hell it is. You can stream it at lentillum.com. It's all there. Join me, really, on the Internet. We're doing a daily show. Soon we'll be doing live calls. And emails. You can send me emails. We're still practicing law. lentillum.com. Here's what Vito writes. After my mother died, I found several thousand dollars in old money hidden away in old record album covers. Several thousand dollars. If I go to the bank with this money or I try to spend it, it's going to attract attention because of large amounts of old 1970s bills. The police or bank may think it's part of an old robbery or I'm a cocaine dealer or something similar. Do I have to pay income taxes on this? First of all, Vito, don't worry about it. If it's less than $10,000, the transaction is not normally reported to the Treasury Department. You can go into the bank with the money and deposit it. You can just do that. You know, just deposit the money. You're not a cocaine dealer. You can explain what happened. Um, Tell the truth if they ask you. Mom died with cash squirreled away. There's no crime here. There is no tax earned. The tax was paid on the money when your mother got it. That's the story. All right? Good show today. Again, lentillum.com. You can send me emails. Thank you.